Oh, how long gone? Lock him up. It's a big day in in America, in in the United States, in um in in the beautiful country that we call home, Jason, because we finally got news of a release date for the Barbie movie. This is clearly a gay psyop to direct attention away from Donald Trump's arrest and indictment to get the queens gagging about Barbie, which I'm very excited about. Let me be clear. I'm very excited about the Barbie movie, but we should not let it distract, uh, we let should me not be let clear. It distract us from you know, the legal matters no. at hand. I'm sure our, our guests will have a lot to say about the Trump stuff. So let's talk more about DC, DC guys. Yeah. DC I guys. I mean, Hamilton to say. definitely I'm sure tweeted, lock him up two days ago. So <laughs> he's going to, he's going to be walking on sunshine today. <laughs> oh, his tie is going to be straight, baby. Yeah. So, so you and I should only talk about Barbie and then save Trump for, Okay, uh, okay, okay. The secondi, as they say in Toscana. I mean, I don't really have much to say about the Barbie movie, except Well, that- you fucking better if you want us to keep getting ratings on, <laughs> on our gay podcast, you dumbass. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I think it's going to be commercially successful. And I think it's also going to upset some of the, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene types who want to take their sheltered daughters to the theater and they have to see... You know all these women. No, I I I think nowadays kids like kids who are Barbie aged kids, you know, which are like what five to ten or something like that. Like, well, I think that's Barbies. Barbies don't exist for them anymore, right? No, Barbie's bigger than ever, bro. Barbie, Barbie, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's more of a Barbie app, probably. But I think the brand. (laughs) I think. Yeah, it's a Barbie challenge that has in-app purchases that have to be authorized by your (laughs) parental unit. Exactly. Yeah, it's more of a YouTube show. Uh, It comes out every Tuesday. I'm sure Marjorie Taylor Greene's daughter can fucking hack squat more than we can. (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Greene's daughter actually only plays with her gun cleaning app. She's not. She hasn't downloaded the Barbie one yet. I I don't. I think you're underestimating the power and longevity of the of the Barbie brand as an iconic American thing that kind of touches every. It's like. I don't think there's a, a woman that hasn't owned a Barbie or played with it. Like, there's not many things like that anymore. Sure. Gen- generational. 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah, Barbie is huge. It is iconic. It is mother and all that stuff. But I think it's really going to be an adult film for adults or at least yes, you know, I think just so too. high school kids and, and up or something like that. But Well, I think it will. I think it will be once it's been out for a while. But that opening weekend, the excitement's, you know, the, the Rotten Tomatoes is coming through. People are excited. It's got all their favorite celebrities in it. You know what I mean? And then boom, you know, it, it's like it's like when I heard that. It's like when I went to go see uh, Moonlight, you know, after it had been out for a while in the theater and I heard mm. and and. The, 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 the guy behind me goes, oh, I ain't with this gay shit and walks out after the movie. Hit really? Me. Yeah. I've told you that. I was in lower oh, I remember lower that, I Manhattan and, and that scene plays and the guy is basically what my point is that that movie was so big that people didn't even actually know it was what it was about. Sure. 
You know what I mean? And I think that that's what happens now is when something becomes so big, everybody feels like they need to participate, which benefits obviously the studios and the creators, but it but but it may lead to some confusion. So so that the guy who was upset about a, a, a male kiss at the beach on Moonlight was like, I thought this movie was going to be about astronomy. Yeah, I, yeah um, exactly. This this does not feature any moon shit at all. This, yeah. is, this is bullshit. I wore my NASA sweatsuit to the theater for no fucking reason. <laughs> I I think um I think Barbie is going to be huge because it's the first time that gay people and women get to have a comic book movie or you know get to have a, their version of a Marvel film. Yeah, because yeah, that's a good point. We haven't really been able to enjoy. And, and also the, the beauty of it is a Marvel film is adapting a story that already exists for decades and decades like Batman and Superman. All those movies like they this have is an original story. This is an this, original yeah, story. This, no, there's no story. This is just, hey, anyone can do anything with this character yes but, but i'm saying that's kind of exciting. no but i'm saying there's like a it's a new idea because barbie is not is not batman like there's not you know what i mean it's like a little bit more of a uh, yeah there was never a barbie movie or a show exactly or a comic yeah, book or a book yeah, or anything yeah, yeah, like that yeah. so it's it's open to full interpretation you don't you don't have to respect and have easter eggs to stan lee mentioning that's true this yeah. ant-man yeah, exactly. series four exactly. Exactly. volume yeah. 29 yeah it's There's not no continuity issues and that part makes it really exciting because you can just turn you do it something so dumb like a movie based on toys like you make it good transformers gi joe's all those movies are just horseshit films you know okay okay i mean i you know I, some of <laughs> us are gi joe fan <laughs> some of us are still men here so why don't you watch your fucking mouth okay Look, there's plenty of men there's plenty of men <laughs> movies that i enjoy uh, and they are not based on toys. That's okay. That's fair. That's fair. No, I think you make a good point. I mean, it's going to be wildly successful. And congratulations to all our friends that are in the movie. Uh, Ryan Gosling, of course. Uh, Jason, Jason's old buddy from Silver Lake. Yeah, Michael Sarah. Mike. Somebody said, "I know you love Mike Sarah," and I was like, "I didn't even know." It took me a second to be like, "Who is that?" I didn't know. I've never heard him called Mike Sarah. I just love the idea of somebody being on set and somebody going, "Yo, yo Mike, Mike." <laughs> Mike and him, him having to respond him being like it's actually Michael but of course no actually though uh Hari uh we're very we're very happy to see Hari in the movie and I'm sure she uh be so sick. Hari as a doctor is something I never thought I would see um so and I'm sure I'm sure she thought even less Hari's gonna make being a doctor fun again we're gonna do, we're gonna do this your insurance is actually not a problem it's accepted here do you take insurance I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the there's some other news I saw today um, that involves uh, only Barbie, one of your favorite, one of your favorite artists, and a, and a global superstar, Bad Bunny. Just to just to clarify, another global superstar artist that I care about more. So Dua Lipa playing a mermaid in the Barbie film. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad Dua Lipa's, if Dua Lipa's acting is as good as her music. Yo, ch everyone, every listener, check on your TJs at home after <laughs> this news has dropped. If she's as good, if she's as good as an actress as she is a singer, I'm still just going to be looking at the abs and kind of trying to ignore. Just imagine <laughs> R slash mermaid and not safe, not safe for work mermaid Reddit form is the subscribers are going bananas. Go ahead. There's uh, a lot the of last 24 hours. There's a lot of active users on that thread. More a lot than, of active more users than, more, right now. More than usual. Uh, but no, so... From here to Timbuktu. Sorry, go ahead. So you said Bad Bunny. International superstar. International superstar songstress Bad Bunny. Um, not only was he featured in the in the WrestleMania event. Oh, yeah. Um, but he is... There's these pictures of him on a horse 
with his new quote unquote girlfriend, Kendall Jenner. Mm -hmm. And it looks like, you know, Chris Jenner is right off camera with the shotgun. You know, being being like, we're gonna get these fucking photos. Now kiss. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't look super romantic. I'm, I'm waiting for the the Foo's Gone Wild post of that <laughs> image saying what what city are they from? <laughs> and everyone's like, Montebello, Pacoima, <laughs> Calabasas ass bitch. Hey, it's, it's, um, it's the relationship is this is one of the more fake relationships that they're they've tried to get us to believe in in Hollywood, I think. So what what is what is the key signifier that this is a fake relationship beyond Bad Bunny's clear homosexuality? Kendall Jenner's clear homosexuality as well. So I think it's a Oh really? It's a you think Kendall gay? I mean that's a known rumor that she is lesbianist. Well, there's a difference between a known fact and a known rumor. Well, I mean, unless you've sucked Bad Bunny's dick, what proof do you have, Chief? Just look at him. Okay, yeah, he's. I mean, just look at how sparkly he is. I just think that the, it's it's the rare double. You know, his shit don't stink. The rare double beard is is something that we haven't seen a lot in Hollywood. Yeah, double beard. Double beard is crazy. But it's a victimless crime. It really is a victimless crime, and I'm happy for both of them because I'm sure they're still doing their thing. And Bad Bunny can wear his dangly earrings, and Kendall Jenner can, you know, you know, go to go to Giorgio <laughs> Baldi with with Cara Delevingne or whatever. You know, it's all good. Wear some leather pants to breakfast. Well. <laughs> You can't spell Kendall without Ken Doll. Okay. Making, okay. making them. This couple is the true androgynous, sexless. Because there's like in the in the Barbie trailer, there's a scene where uh, Ken to Barbie is like, "Hey, let's go back to your place," and and she's like, "To do what?" And he's like, "Honestly, I don't know." I'm assuming Bad Bunny has smoothed over private parts the same way Kendall Jenner does. Yeah, this is so okay. they just ride the horse together. No sexual behavior happens whatsoever. And I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, Bad Bunny for riding a horse the correct direction. I saw a photo yeah. uh, on GQ of a friend of the show, Donald Glover, and he was riding a horse backwards in one of the editorial shoots. Are you saying? And are you saying that Donald? I wish there was. Are, are you saying Donald there's Glover? There's a, a set designer or somebody on hand who could get Donald no, to kind I of think, flip around. I think Donald said, "No, bitch, I'm doing reverse cowgirl." Uh, and then they were Donald like, "Donald okay. is a reverse cowgirl guy, isn't he?" Yeah. So they're like, "All right, all right, bro, dude, go off, chief." He said, "Let's turn this, <laughs> let's turn this ship around." <laughs> I. There's, there's, there's actually, yeah, shit. There's a lot going on today. Yeah, there's a lot going. Uh, you know, it's a good news day when. The president of the United States is arrested <laughs> in the middle of New York, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's cool and all, but like, um, did you see Bad Bunny ride the horse? Like, <laughs> that's it's a little no. exciting and disheartening." Donald Glover talking about his new production company is getting more ink than Trump getting arrested in in, in I know, Manhattan. It's, it, I almost don't trust it because it seems like a positive thing and a negative thing. Like when I was a kid, you were sort of taught to like you know politics are an important part of the world and keeping abreast of political matters and what what's going on in the world that's important and i think everyone in this current generation is just like lol like clearly none of this matters at all so i'm just gonna like focus on what i'm into which is i mean if you if you have funny a stuff. brain and you aren't and you aren't like a reactionist freak you know that this is all pomp and circumstance and performance and it's only going to hurt uh yeah. the democrats more than likely and if you're not, you're a person that is posting memes about they got the Cheeto, you know what I mean? And you're just, I mean, it's it's so insufferable on either side. Chris, it's they did get the Cheeto though. They did. They they got the motherfucking Cheeto. You gotta you gotta hand it to them for getting the <laughs> Cheeto. But it, it reminds me like when a when you watch like an episode of Mad Men 
and there's and there's one where like where Kennedy gets shot, you know, and it shows like an accurate portrayal of the public's reaction to yeah, the yeah, president yeah. being shot, and it's people weeping in the streets, cars well, crashing. That was into a president we liked, though. But sure, I know. But when's the last like if Ob- if that happened to Obama? Obama's the last president that we're ever gonna like, right? There's no way we're gonna get. Yeah, definitely. Like, the yeah, world has yeah. gone so far up its dystopian. Ice. Barry's the last one we're gonna like, and he's. I mean, and he's doing it right. He's kind of. He's coasted off. His his daughter's working for Donald Glover. He's working for Spotify. You know, everybody's rich. It's life is good. You know what I, you know what I mean? He he did it, he did it right. Him and Joe Rogan got the same job. <laughs> when you really think about it, that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that that is a good point though. I think people are just so exhausted by it all that this is like sort of. I mean. It's just sort of a non-story at this point, especially because of what the charges are. I think people are just like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of funny, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're old compared to other people in the world, but just, just thinking, you know, of, of what it'd be like to show, you know, my grandma, God rest her soul, like here, this is what's happening in the news today. The president got arrested and nobody gives a flying shit. And she's like, what the, f-? you know, like. It, it, like to us, it's a little insane, but to our, the, the generation before <laughs> no, I mean, us, it's just full. Like, it's really insane. What in the goddamn hell is going on? So, so Trump got arrested, but did you see that Donald Glover actually responded to critiques of Atlanta's third <laughs> season? I mean, I, I, I swear to God, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that he would he would mention Tarantino like that. It's crazy. He looks good in a wife beater. I'll hand it to him. He does look good in a wife beater. It, Donnie G, come on the pod. Donnie G, do some push-ups. All right, we do have a guest today. Guests, plural. Um, the Walkman, uh, a, a classic uh, rock band from uh, Washington D.C. Classic rock by way of by way of New York City, um, are reformed and they are doing a a run of sold out shows uh, all over the country, but starting in New York City at Webster Hall. I think they're doing five nights in a row, mm-hmm. which is something we're aspiring to. But uh, we're going to talk with uh, Hamilton and Peter today on the podcast um, and just really get their take on this Trump stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I know these guys, these guys need to weigh in. They're desperate to give for the, us to give them a platform. Look, the music is fine, but there's bigger fish to fry today. And I, <laughs> yeah. I think Pete and Hammy know that. If you want to talk about multi-instrumentalists, this is the wrong podcast for you. We've got real issues to cover. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask Peter. If you were to score with an organ the the perp walk of Donnie T, what would it be? <laughs> That's perfect. That's the funeral perfect. march, perhaps. We'll see. Um, but yeah, let's give him a Zoom. I'm excited to chat with the men. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions Speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 Per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners 
our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are... So many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by our friends over at NordVPN. Um, they provide privacy and flexibility for you to explore the global internet. Get connected to ultra-fast VPN servers anywhere around the globe to change your IP address and protect your browsing activities. Choose from over 5,500 NordVPN servers in 60 countries. You can also protect all your devices. Do you use Windows at work, Mac OS at home, and Linux for your special projects? Hell no. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a NordVPN application for each of these, plus apps for iOS and Android. Oh, and also encrypted proxy extensions for Chrome, Firefox, Edge, what the hell is that? Best of all, with one NordVPN account, you can secure up to six devices at the same damn time. I have six devices, exactly. So NordVPN is perfect for me. I use it for all of my uh, Kazakhstani MP3 websites where uh, I have to DJ Allison Roman's book release party this week. 
And in order for me to secure all these dance hit classics, I use NordVPN to bypass any type of mm-hmm. funny business with you know paying artists money for their music. <laughs> Screw that. Just make sure you go to nordvpn.com slash HLG. It's a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. You can use it for so many different things, just general safety and security of your computing, whether or not you're doing any funny business on the net, even if you're just a regular person, it's all there. Make sure you go to nordvpn.com slash HLG, and that will be the best deal on the internet, only through how long gone. Yeah, it's so nice today. Oh my god, it's like perfect. I know it's it's that day where I would love to be sitting on a bench, kind of watching life pass me by. Uh, but you know, it's a great day to podcast, huh, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my basement, soak up the sights and the sounds of the yeah, world. Definitely. Are you are you in New York? Are you there preparing, or, or are you because you don't no, you live, don't live there? Oh, you do? No, I do. I'm the only one in the band who lives here still. Yeah, I'm in, coming to you from. Brooklyn. I feel like when we talked to you last time, maybe you were just in DC. When I talked to you last time, I was in DC for the uh, quarantine. <laughs> oh, okay. So you never, you, okay. So you never left New York. I didn't. It wasn't my first choice. No. no, no, no. I, was just there I like the way you said the quarantine because we honestly <laughs> did need to be reminded of the quarantine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, uh, not joking. No, it was just not. Yeah, not my first choice. But that's that was life. I didn't. Re- okay, I didn't put all that together. And and Peter, when did you give up and? Move to LA like me uh I moved out of here eight years ago eight years ago Jesus Christ yeah I mean yeah you guys have met right (laughs) I didn't know Pete had a beard until we did like a Walkman Zoom call recently and I was like holy shit man you must be growing that for like two years yeah yeah, so, we haven't seen it forever. Yeah, for our listeners at home, he's got maybe a six-incher right now. Yeah, it could be. It, More than that. Wor- working with a monster. Stonewall Jackson, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> what is now? Is, is this your first Is this your first beard, or is this something you're revisiting? No, it's not my first beard, but it's definitely the first time that it, it, like, it just went like you know wildfire. Have you been taking testosterone pills or something? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? New Frank Thomas, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of first beard, what are your thoughts on Bad Bunny? I love Bad Bunny. Okay. Like, I, 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 you know, my wife got a Peloton, and um, okay, the, like I, the music's just awful on all the rides, except for the pop rides. So I just listen to Bad Bunny like all day. So that's that's the one tolerable music station on 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 Peloton. It's fantastic, Daddy Yankee. That 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 does get me pumped. I would love. I mean, what is your dream workout music then? Because I feel like it's going to be some freaky shit. No, I just think it's like it, you know, because a lot of popular music, the beats are like sort of kind of downers now and i feel like oh yeah that's true that world they just sort of i'm still very familiar with the the beat (laughs) (laughs) i find but i find that i find those beats much like the popular genre drill Uh they're all like it's do it's like the same but i guess that's good because it's familiar dunka dunka that that sound exactly is like what's going on when it's not on so (laughs) okay see okay gets you pumped yeah but i think the, the 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 popular music genre now is like I'm sad in the club, which is not a good cardio type mm-hmm. of music. I'm yeah, I don't know what that. I don't that that stuff doesn't make sense to me. I think that's my problem. Is I don't I don't know what to do with that. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like it's it's that's a good thing. It's really well yeah. made. But you shouldn't know what to do. But with it's it. kind of slow, but it's still somehow upbeat. It like all is kind of confusing. It's Billie Eilish, is what it is. Kind of. Well, I like that. 
<laughs> Dude, but I feel like she's the. I feel like Jason is that a good example of what you're saying? Because that's what I think of. That's. Nah, I mean, almost any pop music that you hear nowadays is a good example of that. But it it just feels like it's like fucking with a condom. The whatever the sauce has been kind of sucked out of it, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a little lifeless. Yeah, I agree with you. I just. But need... I, I think that the Walkman is good cardio music. It's good runners music, and I'm sure Chris has can speak from experience on that. I've ran. I've ran to some late stage walkman probably in my life i can add a song or two to the playlist you know you guys sandwiched after uh <laughs> the first time we played david letterman uh his publicist wrote us to say that he had added the rat to his jogging uh playlist that's so sick i mean the rat is a great something i'll song. never forget that was sort of like an accomplishment that was a life marker that's really good actually also I wonder, I, yeah, I would love to see Letterman out running. I've never seen that in New York before. And I know he lives in Tribeca. He's got a yeah, beard. He, yeah, actually, he does have a beard. He does have a nice He's working one. with a real monster. Yeah, he, he gave did. up. He gave up. Once he didn't have to Once he didn't have to be on TV every night, he changed his whole fucking, changed his whole game. Yeah, he really did. We'll be there one day. <laughs> once we don't have to be on podcast every night. Once we go, once we finish puberty and we actually can grow beards. I don't think I could actually do it. You could. You, I'm 44. You don't think you can grow a beard? I don't know, man. I'm still like working on it. You know, I'm still getting it. Not no Peter beard. <laughs> I was surprised. I like, I didn't know what was going to happen. My yeah, whole- you, you used to have a little baby face, but then you you had a you had a beard when we were like you know thirty probably yeah like when I first had a kid I was like twenty seven and I grew a beard and because I, I thought it would make me look you know it'll make you look like a dad dad yeah but it didn't yeah just like <laughs> <laughs> no somebody on the street in Chicago offered to help Pete into a homeless shelter because they thought that he needed to be taken out of the cold <laughs> one afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, that's a true story. I used to walk around Philly, like when I lived there, and I just—you <laughs> don't really—I walk around and and he was hung over waiting for the van, and we were like two hours late, and he was standing <laughs> on some street, some avenue in Chicago, and somebody was like, "Dude, you need to get inside and get yourself warm because it's too cold for you out here, man." <laughs> Somebody's got to get this bearded teen off the streets and into a halfway house. <laughs> My wife used to get texts from like people in our neighborhood in Philly. They'd be like, "Your your husband." walking around he looks disheveled is everything (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) no this is just his process he's a musician don't worry yeah he's a musician you know these guys are freaks you know how it is i didn't know i just feel like beards are are, are, we've gone through such a popularity phase with beards that they're not considered that crazy anymore but i guess maybe i'm wrong it's like a face tat when you have one you get a little scared that you're gonna get grouped in with the wrong type of people I mean, you're ad- you are adjacent to a lot of bad boots. Could you explain what those kinds of people? Yeah. Who are those people exactly? Yeah, who are those people? I mean, there's so many. It's kind of it's like there's so many different types of bad people that have beards. <laughs> I, I don't know where to start. So like, you have to kind of like. I think it's very important that you don't ever trim it because as soon as you trim it, you look. Complete, yeah, I don't know. You just look like you tried. Sure, right, sure, right, sure. right. An expensive beard. Yeah. Once you start manicuring, then it's a little different. But if you look, if you go full, well, there's a difference between a touch up and a pruning. You know what I mean? As <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. who will do a little light lifting yeah. here and there. Yeah. But no, I, I agree with you. It's very, it's a slippery slope to get into a Daddy Yankee style chin strap. You know manicured Drake beard kind of thing. Indeed. Well, Indeed. now when, that ain't a good thing. When you guys get back together are, were there other surprises on the looks department or were you, or was it like oh, were were there as you're saying that as if we've gotten back together as if we've actually been in the same room you together. still haven't been in the same i assumed you were going to practice once or twice wait 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 when is this going to air tomorrow oh 
then I got then I got nothing to say. <laughs> it's too bad. Well, I I guess I I guess you've well you did you did already admit to a group Zoom. So at least you've seen each other. You yeah, know. That, that's when I found out that Pete had a beard, actually. But were there any other surprises? Yeah. Or is everybody looking about how you thought they would? Everybody, I've seen everybody else, I guess, relatively. I just haven't seen Pete in a while. I think Hamilton might be saying, if you, if you ain't got uh, anything good to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. <laughs> don't like, say anything at all. Well, Peter got, got a beard. and um, <laughs> I got yeah. to play 15 shows with these guys, so they all look great. Not everybody lost know. weight in the last 10 years. I'll <laughs> <Right>. say that. <laughs> 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 I mean, I think that this. I, I hope there's not going to be any mobility issues. You, you know what I mean. I hope that everybody's bodies can hold up because that's what I would be concerned. I with. got my te- I got my tennis elbow surgery, so I'm all good with that now. You had Tom? Did you have Tommy John surgery from Rocket? Is Tommy John surgery the same as tennis elbow surgery? No, T- Tommy John's a shoulder. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was elbow. You're right. You're right. It is shoulder. It is yeah, shoulder. No, I had it from. Yeah, I had it from uh, finger picking. Really? Damn. Yeah. Like bluegrass style? <laughs> like, you know, when I play my stuff, I do a lot of nylon guitar stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, Damn, really? So, yeah, I got it from that. And then I got a cortisone shot because I actually, a couple years ago, I had, I had to have uh, neck surgery. So I'm really... I try. I shoot for one major surgery every couple years, just for. I'm gonna go if I if I don't have another problem soon. I'm gonna go plastic. I think next year. But the uh, the uh, just to feel something. I, I got the cortisone shot, and it uh, made me just feel like I was great. So I started playing tennis again, and that's when I just ripped it to hell because you you're a little overconfident, and so then I had to have surgery. Yeah, I've I've always I've always fantasized about what it would feel like to get the cortisone shot onto the fucked up knee or the it's elbow. Wonder, it's mirror it's a miracle i mean it's it's the pain instantaneously gone it's the stuff you've been living with but but it's truly a band-aid it's a band-aid how long does that how long does the cortisone high last it depends on what you do but i i'm very very well versed in it because i've been i did it for at least 13 years uh you know you can like six months it can be oh wow okay that's a lot i didn't realize that i thought it was more temporary so it's basically just like botox is what it sounds like you can only get three a year Oh, I see. But it goes right into the spot, right? It goes directly into the spot. I mean, when I was getting in my neck, they were giving me epidurals. Ooh. Damn, this is cool. I, I, I like that spot. you're. I like that you're treating your body like an athlete, but you're just kind of playing guitar and singing. I'm really <laughs> into. I'm, yeah, but Ham, <laughs> Hammy leaves it all on the stage, Chris. Come no, on. I know. He I, sings I, until I those that throat's bleeding. I got a bum. <laughs> I got a bum knee from a basketball injury, which really makes me sound like I was a great basketball player because you know I, they're like I'm tall and people are like man you play I'm like nah nah that 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 old injury man like that's I know. played once what about you what about you Pete you got any injuries how's your carpal tunnel Pete are you wearing a hospital bracelet right now as we speak just like Hammy <laughs> I got both both wrists are like garbage they like just crumble if I like you know grab onto things and stuff uh, <laughs> but other than that no i mean i played basketball like kind of into covid and then like uh, recently i like my son's almost 18 now and if i try to play him now it's like bro what the fuck your son's almost 18 yeah. Yeah. and he could cross you up and everything oh he's so much better than me now he's like six four when we were 16 years old pete sliced <laughs> open our friend's eye with his elbow going up for something yeah the dude had to go to the hospital pete you played dirty like that come on damn oh, yeah. And he was good. He was good too. Pete took him out of the game. Pete, Pete are you more of a? Are you more of a? Are you a shooter? Are you more of a defense guy? What do? You, what is your go-to? Well, when I was a, when I was a younger, I used to have like moves, you know, and I could like 
Ass, a lot of ass and elbows. Ass and elbows. Yeah. Okay. Did you did you have a nickname on the court, perhaps? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. But yeah, I mean, as I've gotten older, basically, I'm just like the guy who like runs up and down, like misses a three. You know, that kind of okay, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's a that's a common trajectory. I want to get back to you having an 18-year-old son. For some reason, that really yeah. blows my fucking mind. 13-year-old, yeah. Yeah, good too. So did you just want to get this out of the way early so you could be like a cool dad? Or was this just like life happens? Life happens, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Follow-up question. Have you talked to them about the dangers of vaping yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so deep in the dangers of everything, right? Like, like we're, <laughs> big danger guy. Yeah, it's that's a real surprise. Yeah, but no, he's you know because he's, he's got like girlfriend and the whole you know it's great. Right, okay, yeah, he's, he's so awesome. he brings so he brings home a girlfriend, and I'm sure her parents are actresses, you know, from Los Feliz. You know what I mean? And it's <sighs> no, no, you're no, lucky. Okay, not, you're not you're not doing this Hollywood thing, right? I thought that was the whole game. Yeah, we were not doing the Hollywood thing. She's from from uh, Van Nuys. Yeah, and uh, she's awesome. Love a valley chick. Yeah, they're like super, like they're like real, like heavy metal kids, you know, like kind of. They met at a napalm death show. What? What? Uh, what? These kids cool. Yeah. First of all, back in my day, women would come to like hardcore shows and metal shows, but I, I never believe they actually like the music because I barely like the music. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's there's it's definitely more closer to fifty fifty than than it used to be. No, I mean, if you, you pull up Instagram or TikTok, there's 16-year-old girls playing drum solos to Napalm Death songs, you know, thousands of them. It's it's a beautiful it thing is. to see. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a good culture. I've always yeah. been told with stuff like this, because you guys did this for obviously a, a, a long time, it's supposed to just come back to you, you know? That's what we're hoping for. Fingers crossed. Okay, okay. So, okay, <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a fingers, yeah. it's a fingers crossed situation. That's kind of all we've got, honestly. <laughs> it will, though. No, we're, we're no. I mean, yeah. it has to. It has to. You've played those songs so many times. You can play them with your eyes yeah. closed. You can play them. Just that's how I'm looking. It's at in it. your. It's in your DNA. I don't want to see Hamilton pull up with the fucking Dylan style music stand with the lyrics on it, though. <laughs> don't don't play me like I that. Know. Oh yeah. No, I can. I remember those One songs. Day. I do. I think I. I. I'm not worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, honestly, so. I think we're gonna be a lot better than we were for most most of the time why do you why do you say that i just feel like we were not the most like uh consistent band ever sure we also really we're uh to quote another somebody else i read one time we were definitely not a high five in the end zone uh kind of band we weren't like uh <laughs> pat on pat each other on the back kind of band so you do that for 14 years night after night after night and your performances are gonna go up and down yeah so, oh, you're you're saying you're saying to me that you you guys weren't super encouraging of one another, and maybe you would let each other know if something wasn't up to snuff. No, I think maybe you wouldn't let anybody uh, know anything. Oh, I see. Okay, 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 okay. Communication. Okay. Nobody's hopping on the kick drum and being like, "Hey, man, good job." <laughs> no. Let's 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 get into the pocket for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Peter wanders <laughs> over to make some eye contact with his fellow rhythm section member. Now, now that Peter's living in L.A., he's microdosing ayahuasca i'm sure he's much more in tune with communication and mm -hmm. asking the universe and his band what he needs from you guys yeah. is there is now is there also a possibility that maybe there's less substances being consumed at this stage so maybe the performance will benefit from that Nah, not here yeah. in the big city, I can tell okay. you that. <laughs> okay, so okay. So you guys are this is a little bit of you get to revert to some maybe past behaviors. This is a nice excuse for that. I like that. That's a good reason to reunite. Yeah, maybe try to clean up our act a little bit. <laughs> 
some, some of you them. know you guys i'm glad these shows are already sold out because you're not you don't sound super confident but i believe you i mean you know. <laughs> no man we're confident no we're so confident that we don't have to stress at all man we're gonna just get up there and kick everybody's ass. okay i, I see like the other thing is that you know we weren't you know you kind of get it you get bored of doing this or that and you kind of go different directions but like the very small amount of conversations we've had about it wants to kind of kick ass and do sure thing that like because you know we all make different records you know you don't there's no outlet for like this rock and roll band type thing, you know, that, that, so I think it's like, we know what it is and it's going to be fun because of that. You, got, you guys know the assignment, which is to rock <laughs> harder than you normally rock. I mean, in a specific, very specific way, but yeah. 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 With your unique flavor. Yeah. Hamilton, I actually saw you at the Carlisle. Oh yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. Like a couple weeks ago um or whatever this was a great year this was actually i think my favorite year of all of them. and i i'm more interested in the the part of the deal where you live at the hotel with your family okay i'd like to tell you i would like to tell you a great story about it okay please that i told i that i texted pete actually the other day <laughs> <laughs> okay this is why i love podcasting so on the last night of the uh of the thing the final night i had had i have a they give me nice rooms there to stay in which is one of the one of the main reasons I do this is that my little girls can come up there and do it because it's fun. Because to be perfectly honest, they don't pay me very much money. But I, I, I love, I really like playing the shows. But I also, it really is such an adventure living there. And, you know, it's so fancy yeah. and stuff. And like, uh, so anyhow, uh, I had a friend who uh, had bought a big table for the first week and got COVID and couldn't come. So they sold it to someone else or something like that. And he really wanted to come. Uh, he was going to bring his whole uh, family down from Boston but uh so he really wanted to come by the second weekend he had uh cleared up or whatever so he was like i really want to come down i'm gonna uh, just come by myself and you know it was already sold out i was like i'll just sneak in the back door it's the last night that'll be fine mm-hmm. and uh so sneak him in he's he, he comes in with the band he goes over the bar and i guess he just starts drinking those 27 dollar martinis <laughs> and they go down they make they make them real good there sure and they uh <laughs> And they uh, go down like water, you know? Mm-hmm. So he had had, by the time I got off stage, he had a lot of those. And we went up to my room and we had, uh, <laughs> and so like a lot of people come up every night and, you know, they all want to party, which is fine and great. And they've all spent so much money to be there that I can't like really turn my friends away. So it's like, but after like 14 nights or whatever, you just like, you kind of like can't really party anymore. You know, you, you kind of want to really. So one trick I did learn halfway through is that you say like, um, Hey, does anybody uh, want a cigarette? Like, so everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, let's go down. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, so everybody goes down. And the front, everybody fires one up. You can hang out with it, hang out with everyone for a little and be like, all right, that's it for me. Good night, everybody. And, and then go back upstairs. So we get downstairs with that big group. And there's a uh, extremely famous actress who I'm not going to drag into the story <laughs> who had been, at, she had been at the show. I don't know her. But she was over on the over like a couple feet away. You're saying and, uh, you're I, saying she just she just bought a ticket as a fan. She had been at the show, and and yes, and people had been like, "Have you seen so?" You know, okay. And uh, and Lydia so, Tar uh, is here in the flesh. It's fucking <laughs> exactly. insane. I was gonna go over and say, you know, introduce myself. Thank you for coming to the show. Um, and uh, as my friend who had all the martinis, who's standing right next to me, I was I was talking to someone else. I was <laughs> just about to turn around and say hi to her. My friend takes one drag off of a cigarette, looks me. St- he's, we're standing in front of a four foot poster of myself, by the way, on Madison Avenue. He looks me straight in the face and just projectile vomited directly into my face. <laughs> no, dude, on like the face? Exorcist, like a whole, like a like. Like, you know, like 
straight, straight into my face <laughs> and then turned down and vomited everything else in his body onto Madison Avenue right there. And so I was, oh. I was standing there and like, you know, still in my suit and shit, standing in front of this poster myself. <laughs> like, I don't know if the actors saw what had happened or not. My other friends definitely did. I was like, holy shit, man. And he turned up to me. He was, I guess he was just blacked out. Of <laughs> and I was like, you fucking, you just puked all over me, man. And he's like, he's like, what did you do, man? No, he's like, what are you talking Bro. about? And I just, I didn't, I just, I, that was the last time I saw him. Dear God. At, at some point, did you think in your mind, this is the perfect excuse to go upstairs and go to bed without having to hang out with these people anymore? Afterwards, <laughs> I thought it was great that I didn't have to repeat that whole line. Yeah, but I wasn't really thinking about that when I was like running back in through the tea, <laughs> through the tea room, which was full of like, you know, all these like Gen Z people dressed to the nines, you know? It was mostly smelling like Tito's. It was liquid bar. You're lucky that you didn't throw up yourself from the throat. You know what I mean? Like that's what I yeah, yeah, thought yeah. would have happened. Well, it was basically it was basically beer barf, but it was barf. It was not. It wasn't a mouthful <sighs> of beer. It was vomit. There was there were other elements in play, <laughs> other other than just beer. Oh God, man, that sucks ass. I was trying to beat about how incredibly great it would be to go to see a band live and then afterwards see the person get thrown up on in front of a poster of <laughs> that, that would make the ticket price you know in the ticket master fees worth every penny i think at that yeah, point. You, know, you had a, a professional photographer on hand to get a photo of this forever because i was is, thinking there must, there's got to be a security camera somewhere footage of it that'll be on brooklyn vegan the next morning 1000 <laughs> percent. that'll yeah. be good i hope so i'd man. love to see some grainy footage of you getting thrown up on at the carlisle <laughs> i just but now do your do your daughters now do they think they're like do they go eloise mode and you guys let them go crazy on room service or what's the vibe fuck no i mean you can't even go in the you can't i mean it's so expensive when you're there but the, i mean the, the room's free but you know we get them a little thing here and there but no the fact that we're there is is plenty for them okay so all right well i thought you know maybe an ice cream sundae every night wasn't too much to ask but i guess somebody well if it's a 75 dollar <laughs> ice cream sundae then yeah that is too much to ask. <laughs> it's part of the experience you know it's part of the, it's all yeah. part of the experience no we have i mean it's amazing and all the all the people that work there are actually so nice all the doormen and stuff and they all know them and it's like it really is kind of like a magical experience for them yeah it's a be it seems like a beautiful thing that you don't really do for the money and it's like understood Definitely that like not. it's a magical thing that we all do yeah it's <laughs> just like, like i can't stress this enough definitely do not i mean you know the profit margins what are you gonna do also it is kind of fun to have built like my own little thing in this world where there's nobody even remotely like before me is isaac mizrahi mm -hmm. and then after me is like some broadway woman and then i saw like tony danza on the, yeah, yeah, on the marquee <laughs> what's tony doing that. there i bet he's he's gonna be up there like uh starts spreading the news yeah you know it's got he's be. doing standards for sure tony danza does the standards it's witchcraft is there um does does the carlisle have a green room or do they give you a free hotel room because they don't have a green room they give me a they gave me a couple rooms. Okay, I was I was hoping there would be like a backstage Carlisle with like a Woody Allen sticker up on the ceiling or something. <laughs> Dude, he doesn't do his show there anymore. That's that's over. What did he, he played clarinet? Right? Yeah, he played with like a New Orleans band. Apparently, he was the the guy who runs the room who runs the sound in the room and forever actually really didn't have anything nice to say about Woody Allen. But he said that uh, Woody Allen would only. He would come in. He would. The band would start, and then Woody Allen would come in and sit down, and then he, he would do his whole thing, and then he would leave, 
and then the band would finish for like 10 minutes so that he didn't have to communicate with oh, creates a little barrier i mean you you kind of want you want woody allen to be a prick kind of you know like it's weird if he isn't yeah 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 it would be weird that's that's a cool <laughs> style that, that i'm gonna jason i'm gonna adopt that at our live shows yeah yeah peter are you happy to return to the big apple or you got some demons you're gonna have to fight oh man i'm so excited yeah no i haven't i've been <laughs> almost no the only time i went there i went it was the last time I saw you, Ham, is when I went and stayed at your house. Was that when I didn't have a back on my house? Yeah, you didn't have a back on the house. What, what, what is that? You don't have a back on the house? You know how a house usually has a front and two sides and a back. There was a, there was a six month <laughs> period where I, I didn't have the part. I didn't have the back. Okay. Construction issues? Renovation issues? Renovation issues. That's that's not an exaggeration. Like peak and vouch for it. So it was, it was like when you're living in Bali, kind of thing. <laughs> there was a tarp that was like it would just blow in the wind. That was, and I was li- we we're living in bed stock. It was not Peter. Peter had did you have to, Peter? Did you did you have to stay under the tarp, or were you given a room inside the I'm house? Sure, you made it fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was psyched for the tarp. He was like, my tarp. Yeah, it was no. It was right after. It was right yes. after like kind of COVID ended, and I went and I came and stayed with you. But then when we had kind of a big boozy night, you and me in the backyard, and like uh, next morning, Anna woke me up at like seven a.m. and was like, "Georgie's coming home." She has COVID. Like, like, like the, the, she'd gone to a sleepover and then like was like thrown out because the you know the, the party had gotten. And so then I was in the street in Brooklyn, like at like seven a.m., kind of wandering around. See, we hear a story about your eighteen-year-old son meeting the love of his life at a napalm death show. I'm like, maybe kids oh aren't that bad. God. And then oh. you tell me that story about getting kicked out because the kid got COVID at, at a sleepover. I'm like, all right, I'm back. I'm, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, back in my day, it was just lice. Now it's the Wuhan flu. Yeah, but I know I'm, I'm excited to get back to New York. I, it's, you don't think you're going to when you move west, you're never going to go back. But then you just never go. You spend all your time in California, never leave. Living in California makes New York the best city in the world. It's there's it's just it's so fun every time I go there because yeah, it's exactly. just the exact exactly. opposite of Jason. Jason loves it, but he can only do about a week, and then he kind of has to, his body starts to reject the good time i also can't afford a hotel for more than a week there <laughs> we're, don't do that we're i pay yeah, you when I, we were we actually the last the last guest we had on the show was um matt from the national and he was talking about when he moved to la he loves to just like hit the hit the doobie and just ride his bike around and like come up with song ideas do you guys do anything similar to that with your day-to-day i work on music all day every day but i don't hit a do but i do bike a lot <laughs> Oh, really? I did think it was funny that an anonymous member of the national told me one time when after Matt moved out there, I said, oh, is he different now that he moves out there? And he said, well, we noticed that he started to gel his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in L.A., we call it product. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's using product in his hair. Hamilton, when you say you work on music all day, are you on your like Jay-Z nine to five in the studio kind of flow? I'm sitting here right now, man. This is where, I, this is where I, the magic happens. You're a studio rat. Yeah, I spend all my time in my studio, as much time as I possibly can. Is this at the house? Yeah, it's like why I bought a house. It was like, you know, like I just, I, I was in shitty New York practice spaces for 20 whatever years. And there's just always, always a fucking heavy metal band next door. And I just, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and like, so I finally was just like, I, it's, I, I'm going to have to leave if I can't figure something out. So I bought a house where I could build a something and i mean i don't need very much room to be honest with so oh, i mean that's beautiful you you work too damn hard to have to hear a metal band be like all right what let's start again because oh. <laughs> like i'm not that loud I, i'm not that loud but like every fucking but where the 
fuck are all these metal bands playing, by the way? I guess Otis is probably going to the show. Probably at the concert. But I mean, like, <laughs> in New York, it's always been that way. It's always, There's always been all these metal bands next door. And then, like, I don't know that. I don't know any metal clubs. Like, I just don't. You know, they're not like at, like, the Mercury Lounge, are they? No, they're, well, they might be at Mercury Lounge on, like, a Monday. There could be a big contingent in New Jersey that we're unfamiliar with. There, I mean, there's that one place, St. Saint, Saint Saint Vit- Vitus. That, but that's one. There, there can only be one show per night there, and there's thousands of, of heavy metal bands practicing at lockout spaces across this country, and they don't have a home. They're everywhere <laughs> in Brooklyn. They're, I mean, they're everywhere. It's crazy. Practice spaces are traditionally pretty depressing. Um, and I don't think that doesn't feel like a fun place to write. It feels like a fun place to practice and get out. Actually, we were always, we, I, I just sort of didn't mind like the, like the, you know, force. We were always like not afraid to put ourselves in like a penalizing position. Like we had a practice place in Philly, Philly that didn't have heat. And so you'd be so cold that you put your shoe on the space heater and then your shoe would melt under the space heater and then it would be burning rubber literally and then you'd have to back it off but then you get so freezing cold we had the place for like years the whole time you tried to warm your shoes up on the heater well your toes were about to freeze off so you put your foot on the space heater and then you're then then the space heater ended warm up, up the tootsies a little covered bit. up in these black marks of everybody's burned melting shoes yeah, that's how, that's what I remember about that place. Damn. Okay, so you really do deserve having a nice home studio in your house. You 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 paid the cost. <laughs> we paid our dues, man. Yeah, we did. We had some shitty. Spots. Did you never have a phase where it was like you and kind of your contemporaries in the similar practice space? Interpol down the hall. No, no, we had we had, we had that the Dumbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did. Yeah, Animal Collective down the hall. <laughs> Step your money up. We're practicing next to Animal Collective now. Suck my dick, bitch. <laughs> All that, yeah. <laughs> we made it. All that. Ooh, the unicorns are here. Oh, let's go. I just remember when I used to when I used to manage a band in Atlanta, they there was only a handful of like professional bands and there was one really nice practice space and it was this band Cartel, a band called the Black Lips and Mastodon. Mm-hmm. And they were the three professional bands. Not a bad trio. And because they all did it professionally, they would like be there in the middle of the day and everybody kind of just like became friends. Yeah, because, right, because right, it's like yeah. we're the only guys that are around, and like it was a weird bond that they had. And then, of course, it right. evolved into drug use. But that's kind of what the point was, you know. Um, and it just it bring. I feel like a really nasty practice space can bring people together. It'll make you become friends with Mastodon. Yeah, anything, <laughs> anything's possible. Anything is possible. I wanted to talk about spaghetti dinners, you guys. Oh, yeah. You guys have an have an old tradition of of hosting like your version of a, a fan meet and greet kind of thing that you're also reviving for this this comeback tour is that true yeah we uh we got attacked by the bots for our philly shows because i don't know i guess that i don't know why maybe it's because the tickets were selling well so some robot attacked it for some reason <laughs> and bought tickets and so we had to re put them on the market i guess and so as i don't know for, for some stupid reason i don't know pete was it your idea <laughs> well we did it years ago we did it it was like a really dumb thing we canceled a show and then we re- you know we were like okay what's this <laughs> stupidest way to make up for that was to have a spaghetti dinner and because it's like the place we're playing is a used to be a spaghetti warehouse which is a restaurant we just lined up like in front of the stage with spaghetti and meatballs and just served the audience <laughs> and whiskey yeah and, and and little paper glasses of whiskey yeah then we performed night moves on the stage <laughs> damn this is a sensual evening 
everyone's got stains on their shirts in a good way. Yeah. This is the last meet and greet I heard about was Chris Brown charging a thousand bucks, and people were really upset because the fans were willing to pay a thousand bucks to get the hug. So w- was this really a ye old spaghetti factory? Yeah, exactly. Damn, so sick. I used to go there all the time when I couldn't afford food. We're playing there again, so we're doing it again just because we. I mean, I didn't understand what the bot attack thing is. It's very strange, but like, I guess it's a concept. So they're like tickets are moving fast, and then they had bots buy them all up so they can resell them on the market for more. Something like that. Exactly. That's very sweet of you guys to to do that. And I'm assuming. I mean, like, I would do something similarly. Like. I'm just so whenever somebody buys tickets for a show that I'm doing, I'm like, this is so amazing and special. And if something bad happened, I would feel so guilty that I would do something like that, like feed them all spaghetti and and take a lot of time out of my day to do that. Yeah. (laughs) So we're both dealing with a lot of guilt and insecurity. I can see. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Where is the tour? Are you going to? It's not. It's New York, Philadelphia. Where else? Like D.C. Just like heaven, Chris. Oh, yeah. We're sharing that. We're sharing the bill. At, at, at just like heaven. So if you guys want us to inter- your plan, if you guys want us to introduce you or anything, just let me know. We kind of have a little bit we can do. Like you, you just sit, you sit there with microphones. Like I've never seen a podcast at a festival. Like, well, where- I'm I'm gonna be there. Per- just myself, I'll be there DJing, and they have like oh, okay. a DJ area. But then they they suggested that we do a live podcast to kind of kick it off. So. We don't know what it's going to be like either. Yeah, we. we I mean, we'll, we we'll, I mean, we're we we have no problem just going up on stage for an hour and just kind of bullshitting and making fun of stuff, uh, which is not that tough. But if you guys, you know, are free from you know twelve fifteen to one fifteen, I'll do that. Um, you know, come up on stage and we could play some games or something like that. That's definitely my my solo slot at the festival is twelve fifteen to one fifteen. We can do some <laughs> Fallon style we can do some Fallon style celebrity twister and stuff. You know, we can we can kind of burn some time. We've never done a festival actually. We've we've done a lot of shows and we're doing more, but we've never done a festival. And I, I don't know if it, it um we want to do more because it just seems kind of funny. Where where is it? Where is it in LA? It's in a it's on a golf course next door to the rose bowl in pasadena it's not in the rose bowl okay i thought oh oh, no it's not in the rose bowl it's actually a very it it looks exactly like a a smaller coachella it's just like a beautiful green park that's literally like it shares the same parking lot as the rose bowl um and it's just normally like the artist parking area is like the 14th hole you know it's like it's literally on a golf course which seems odd but it's a it's a very cute little festival. It's very family friendly. It's nice cool. and it's good for old people because it's like it, it's over at like ten. I like the sound of that. Go home, watch Succession, jack off. You're done. No shots <laughs> at you, no shots at you guys. Obviously, we're old people. We just mean kind of obviously it's geared towards a certain age group. Is is what we're trying to say. Yeah. It's definitely a nostalgia fest. Yeah. Last year, actually, Jason took me to Coachella for the first time, the first festival I'd ever been to. We went for one day. Yeah. And. I think going for one day might be the trick. Oh, like if it works yeah. out where the people we left in the morning and drove back and got home late, but not having to sleep there oh, yeah. made it so much more palatable for yeah. me. No, it's it's always a lot. It's very, I mean, but I just, it's interesting because the, the, the artists are so different. Those huge ones like at Coachella or Lollapalooza now that it's like. Yeah, it's it's just like Taylor Swift and shit like that. No, it really is like the biggest. No, we I mean, we saw Harry Styles, like Harry Styles headlined. We saw Spiritualized in the afternoon indoors and Harry Styles at night outdoors in the same day, which is, you, where else can you do that? Yeah, it was me, Chris, and 37 dudes watching <laughs> Spiritualized at 1215 to 115. <laughs> we, oh, man. <laughs> we saw this is the best part about this is jason we're like standing backstage and he's like yo 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 and jay spaceman comes out of the bathroom 
and he's like porta potty he's like he's like chris holy shit he's got four vapes and he's got four <laughs> jewels that he's like sat down on top of the hand washing station and i'm like is this is jay spaceman about to go vape until he dies on stage and then he i don't think i saw him vape once he just had four of them ready no he vaped in between songs on the low oh, he did it. yeah they bring, okay, they bring the on... house lights down a little bit in between songs while they're kind of doing a little and we have and then he'll hit he'll hit the vape we had a younger friend with us who had never seen them before and, and he was like this guy just sits down the whole time <laughs> i was like yeah bro that's, why the hell not i was like yeah that's the whole thing he sits down the whole time he doesn't give a shit it's the coolest part about it. Uh, it, it it was weird because i was i was just looking at the coachella they like announced like you know we were on the subject of talking about how festivals have changed so much they release like here's the restaurant lineup and that's just as important as the musical lineup yeah. and it's like it's showing like one one of the vendors is selling lobster rolls with sea urchin on top of it oh, shit. you know and that's probably going to be you know like 47 dollars, and then you just have diarrhea in a porta potty in palm springs like, these that. experiences yeah. these experiences are too much i don't know why you can't just go see some bands play you know i don't know why it has to be like a sensory experience but i think what, what year did you guys do coachella do you remember i don't it was like 12 years ago probably something like that okay yeah and you go to like glastonbury and it's been like this tradition there forever and we played like Reading and Leeds and everyone, it's like, you know, if you play Glastonbury over there, they, they, they're like asking you how it feels to be in the Holy Land. You know, they're like, you're like, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Did you guys about? play, Gla the, did you play, did you play Glastonbury? We played like four times and I've played solo there at least twice. Did they bring yeah. out the flood, they bring out the American flags for you and stuff or is it just kind of <laughs> One year it was raining and we had to have our sound man because he had bad knees. We had him carried by the security. Because <laughs> <That's laughs> he, like, like, he couldn't get through the mud? No, but it, I remember literally doing an interview with the BBC and they were asking me and Pete, they were like, like, what's your favorite thing about like Glassberg? And I was like, honestly, like, what is anybody like about anything here at all? It's mud <laughs> is fucking knee high. You can't walk anywhere past the backstage where there's straw on the ground. It's it's hell on earth. <laughs> Maybe we weren't asked back after that. <laughs> I've said many times to hold myself accountable that I will go to Glastonbury if Oasis reunites, and that is the only way I will deal with that level of disgust. But I don't even if it's that bad for the artist, it's got to be bad for the for the patron. It's part of the magic, though. It looks wild. Yeah, I, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. Man. I mean, those other ones. You might as well go to like the what's that? The you know Primavera, one of those places where the weather is nice. I'd love to go. To yeah, but Glaston Glastonbury is like I want to smoke a cig with Alexa Chung. I want to have my wellies on. You know, I feel like I need to have the full experience. You know. Yeah. Primavera is like you know I don't need to see Panda Bear do a DJ set. You know what I mean? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you and i differ <laughs> yeah jason jason will go to primavera for the dj set chris did we do did we do sync talk with with hamilton the last time i feel like we did but i don't remember but i'm sure we could do a walkman specific sync talk what is that i'm glad you asked that's when you tell us how much money you've made licensing a song uh I don't why think but we, we know that. from we know from Rostam where your money came from on that one time, but if there's a if there's a Walkman, what did he say? No, he didn't <laughs> did say, he say. I just know that song. I just know that I know that Rostam. Which one? I just know that Rostam had a Porsche. He said that he that he purchased thanks to thanks to some revenue that you guys made together. <laughs> Maybe that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. Uh, I got. I can tell you a terrible story, which is that I got a Jack Daniels commercial. 
for like full TV commercial, like the heaven, like the thing, the email, you're just like, oh my God, mm -hmm. I got the email and I was like so broke. This was like after the Walkman broke up, like, you know, I'd already been like just <laughs> shit canned by the music industry like three times. And like, they're like, we're licensing the song. It's $250,000 a side. And I was like, Marisa, come here. Like everything's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> it's all going to work out. You know, and I went like, like let's read the email. Like I'm not reading it wrong. And I like went through it for like three days, like we talked about, it, and then they just dropped the thing, and it was just like, <sighs> oh, <laughs> like it was, it just went away, it just disappeared. It went away, like like as close to like the just you know like it's in there, like no, everything's great. Like the guy was like super confident. He's like, yeah, oh. got it in there. The like, director loves it. Like everybody loves it. Like it's sweet. And I was, uh, it was. Uh, that was I called Quentin because he'd mixed the song, and I was like, I'm just gonna give you ten grand too because. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You, you didn't call me. Yeah. <laughs> you start breaking off the homies, and you don't even have the money yet. <laughs> Damn. I mean, nor normally when we do that segment on the show, we say like you know a story of a, a triumphant moment or like a heartbreaking moment. Yeah. And usually the heartbreaking ones are like the the better funny stories, but that one just kind of leaves me gutted. <laughs> I'm 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 sorry for that. Uh, I'm not getting any pleasure out of that. It's okay. It's all right. But that's the nature of the biz, man. It is. It is. I don't know. Well, I guess it, we started doing that because the the like in our era, it was always you know it was considered like sellout behavior. We and got so much shit. Our the sync story for the Walkman. We've had a lot over the years, but the with, the first one we ever got was for our, the first song we ever wrote. We've been had, and it was for a ad for a car, and it was huge. They played it. They played it at the fucking Super Bowl. They played it. That was uh, uh, for Saturn, right? Yeah, yeah, Saturn. Yeah, and uh, and we got so much shit for having done it and uh i remember like the new york post calling and asking how it felt to be a sellout and like all this shit and uh, i was like fuck man like because you had to sort of you know keep your sort of kurt cobain 90s attitude going and then and then mm -hmm. five minutes later every single band of our generation was like flaunting their new ad that was like this art piece that was they're so proud to be a part of it, being like celebrated for it. And I was like, man, we fucking had to hack through the bamboo to get here. <laughs> you know? I, I think. That and I'm the... assuming that that Feist and Santi Gold did not send you a nice, a nice letterhead <laughs> over to the office for payment. Nice we appreciate your pioneering. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. You did the work. That's what I was going to. That's what I was going to say, though. I think that Apple made. The, I think Apple changed that whole thing. I think that Apple. I think Apple I think changed Saturn it. In, did. in that, like those iPod. <laughs> it sounds like Saturn and the <laughs> Walkman are who changed it. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for you guys, Saturn is out of business. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, I know you might have helped at the time. That is a there. There's a long story of people meeting the Walkman and going and promptly going out of business. There's a track saying, record there. Oh, really? There's like a body list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Record labels, yeah, we, we <laughs> record labels, <laughs> yeah. television shows, product, you name it. The kiss of death. So you're saying that people get involved with the Walkman and bad things happen to their businesses. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. What can you? I need another example of this, please, because Saturn is. Don't, don't we have like? Don't we have like many examples of that, Pete? Yeah, they, they made us the single for like Spider-Man Three, which we were like, <laughs> just, like even we were just like, you shouldn't do this. This is really like, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> this is this is dangerously too much money. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> no, we were on the uh, we were on that show, the OC. That was like the you know the, the of course the mm-hmm. teenage the Beverly Hills nine hundred two and zero of a younger generation. No, well, it was we were there at the height of the height of the show. It was like a, did you, you know, play in the club? You played in the club though, and the yeah. fucking show like went under. Like, I think it was like I think it was they were at the top, and I think they might have gone bankrupt or something right after we were on. <laughs> The Walkman effect. So you're yeah. saying, that, okay, so so we should be worried about our podcast is what you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> you should. You should. Yeah. I'm going to have to edit the virus out of this episode before you're I upload like, this, tomorrow. No, it was going well, and then we had the Walkman on, and it, I don't know, man. The, the <laughs> yeah. downloads just, just kind of fell apart. Yeah, Spotify went out of business. Yeah. Be careful, man. Just cratered. Now, is, <laughs> yeah. is there any plans? Are you making new music, or are you just touring? I'm making my own, mu- I'm making my own music right now. Actually. Another, you're, we're, we're getting another Hamilton record in the nearest future yeah you are it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a monster are we going in a different direction anything new yeah what's giving mom what's giving monster about it th- this time around i wanted to make music that my daughters might even possibly consider putting on oh interesting um and stuff that they could possibly consider having people dance to damn are you saying oh hamilton's going charlie xcx mode this is what the <laughs> world needs this is no, what we need unfortunately i'm not gonna be uh making that kind of bread but uh are there are there any references that you that you can cite where's the inspiration coming from um Nicki minaj <laughs> funkadelic parliament Funkadelic. Okay. okay okay that makes a little more sense for you it's rock and roll i play rock and roll yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we didn't think you were gonna go too far off the path no 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 but, but you know. it's i have I, I i feel like it's i thought i was finished my record a year ago and i'm really glad that i was sort of talked out of thinking that i was finished with it because i would have just made another record that would have sounded like not that much of a surprise that it was my next record. I think. I, I think so you're now. Saying, got, so you're saying you went. And, so you're saying you went and turned it in, and they were like, maybe, maybe spend a little more time on this. I didn't fully turn it in, but I sort of maybe half turned half of it in, and maybe, yeah, maybe took a little step away. And they're like, oh, you made another one of your records. Very good. Yeah. Sort of one of those like this will sell exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Okay, we kind of we can predict what this is going to do. That's great. Well, I mean, it's it's fun to shake things up, man. Yeah, we'll see. You never know, but you might as well try to. You know, I mean, falling on your face is probably better than just kind of fizzling. I agree, but we'll see. I agree. I agree. Is there any fear associated with this, or do you feel pretty good about it? Of course, there's always fear with all, all music that I ever make. I'm also doing a, a a movie right now, and it's 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 absolutely awesome. But it's the music is really really front and center, and the score, and like it's it's a little scary because I, I I don't want people to start being like this asshole is getting so in the way. You know, it's just the music. Like you're supposed to be out of the way. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm really really taking center stage the soundtrack is playing itself in this film yeah i mean well they're sort of editing to a lot because i got really far ahead of them with the with the writing and so they're editing a lot of the movie to the um, picture i love that that's to the music and uh, which is fucking honest i love i can't say enough good things about it i think they're doing a really good job too. i wish more films like that you guys are you you guys are fucking killing it i am high in the mix this is sick (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, exactly this this rips so you're going for egot territory is what it sounds like and i like what i hear yeah, he's he loves to flirt with Hollywood. What's EGOT? That means you got like all the awards. Or all something? of them. Emmy, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, and that's why you're doing these Carlisle shows because that counts as theater, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So what? So that's that would be my Tony. Mm-hmm. Okay. But well, the next next year you might have to incorporate a little tap 
little jazz tap into it. Right, I can do that. I mean, nothing is more studio rat than scoring. You just sit. That's literally all you do. You just sit. You're gonna go Trent Reznor. I bruised my. I <laughs> bruised my coccyx. Coccyx. My my ass when I was yep. in uh, when I was in La Jolla, California, six weeks ago, and I still sit sit here doing my scoring all day, and I get up and I'm like. How did you bruise? How did you bruise your ass? I was at a Mexican restaurant in La Jolla, and uh, my uh, little nephew, my my wife—I don't know the relation. I guess nephew. Yeah, he'd, he'd be my nephew through marriage. Some little shit. <laughs> Some little shit was in his little in his high chair, and I was going around trying to get around the high chair, and I slammed my ass into the uh, Mater D's like podium or whatever the you know like right in the corner like like. Dude, and it's to this day, man. I've got really nailed it. It really hurts, man. It's really, really pain. I need to get one of those donuts. <laughs> are you a clumsy guy? Are you a clumsy guy, or are you just losing your facilities with age? I think I do tend to drink a lot, but I don't know if that has. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's it or not. It's be it might be tied into that. Did this Mexican restaurant serve any margaritas by chance? I may. They might. They may have. Yeah. They might have I, I, we've we've all been to Lohea. We know what happens down there. I, I know exactly the bullshit you were on. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Thank you guys both for joining us, uh, Peter Hamilton, The Walkman. Uh, the shows are when, when do they start in New York at Webster Hall? I have no idea. So you guys have some. You guys have some time to hopefully kind of reacclimate, maybe you know tune the instruments stuff like that they'll be warmed up and ready by the time they come to la stay tuned for that because we got some stuff for us, so. okay all right great I, I, lo- I love staying tuned thank you uh and we'll we'll yeah. see you guys we'll see you guys in new york yeah thanks man. for joining us all right thanks for having us <laughs>